Dr. Sandra Cosgrove is a history professor at the College of Southern Nevada. Dr. Cosgrove, thank you so much for taking some time. Thank you for having me. So, as you know, the legislative session in Nevada wrapped up earlier this summer, and it's going to be a couple years before lawmakers get back together to have another session. So what should folks be paying attention to in the meantime? Is there something that people can be paying attention to? Sure. When the, the legislative session ends, um, our legislators just go back to being regular citizens. But, but that means they don't have staff. They don't have access to their information that they had access to as a legislator. And so from a, a constituent or a Nevadans perspective, that means we're kind of on our own trying to figure out which bills passed and then which ones are being implemented and by who. And so that means we have to actually look at the bill to see if we can discern, is it Health and Human Services? Is it Department of Corrections? And then who within those agencies we would contact to make sure that bill was being implemented. So what you're saying is after lawmakers wrap up, there there's hundreds of bills that are presented during the session, you know, often dozens, if not hundreds, are passed every session. So there's a lot to go through. It's not like there's a standard oversight board or a, some kind of nope. agency that just overlooks to make sure this all gets implemented, right? It's kind of up to individual agencies or branches. Yep, that's correct. So even, even um, though there's what's called the Legislative Council Bureau, that's just the attorneys that help legislators write bills. That does not help uh, legislators in making sure that they're tracking the bills after the session is over. And it doesn't help us if we're just trying to figure out where a bill went to be able to ask the person wherever the bill is if they're implementing it. So it's incumbent upon a lot of citizens to really take up the mantle of making sure that this happens, right? Yes. I mean, and it has it has really deep repercussions because in 2019, we passed a restorative justice bill for our schools. And it kind of redid everything that the schools were doing as far as discipline. But the bill was assuming there would be more social workers and that there would be training and that parents would be contacted. And then that didn't happen. And so that means that law got repealed this time because that law didn't get implemented. It made everybody upset because now we have to revert back to expelling six-year-olds if six-year-olds are having problems. So that's kind of like it writ large, one of the biggest examples I can show of everybody walking away from a bill and no one making sure it got implemented. That's interesting because the other thing that comes to mind to me is that during the session, there's committee meetings, there's floor hearings, there's all kinds of stuff going on. But then when session's over, that doesn't mean the work is done necessarily, but in some ways it is. It's done for this session, but then the work begins for the next session. So what's going on in the meantime? Sure. So over the interim, there's interim committees. The two main ones are Interim Finance and Legislative Commission. Those committees are real kind of powerhouses because they almost have quasi-legislative authority. So let's say, for instance, AB 37, which was a bill to create a work behavioral health workforce center within the Nevada system of higher education. But legislators said to the system of edu higher education, here's some things we want you to do first before you get the money. But they're going to be gone. So what they did is they sent the money over to interim finance and they said, when and she comes and tells you we've done these things that the legislator said, then you're allowed to give them money. But they oftentimes go beyond that. There's a point where like um, this Nevada system of higher education shows up and says, oh, we thought we could do that thing, but we couldn't do that thing. We still need more money. Well, right now, the interim finance committee would say, OK, well, you're still going to get the money. We'll waive the thing that you were supposed to do. We'll give you the money. Technically, that's a legislative function that's not supposed to be happening during the interim, but because no one sues to stop it, it just happens. Legislative commission is the same way. 
it oftentimes um, enacts regulations. So it'll say this is how the bill is supposed to be implemented and we're going to implement some regulations. I have a feeling if anybody really wanted to sue both of them, they could we would they would get rid of them. They would say that's too much authority. The other committees mirror the regular legislative committee. So there's an education committee, there's a health and human service committee. And you would think, well, maybe those are the committees that do implementation. Mm, not really. They're looking at what bills need to be brought next session. Now they might get told there's a problem with a bill and it's, that's why it's not getting implemented. So they might put that on their agenda and say, hey, we got to fix this. But a lot of times they've already moved down the road and they're thinking about the next session. I want to ask a follow-up then about this authority of the, the interim committees, because it sounds like because lawmakers are meeting every two years, there seems to be a desire from the interim committees to keep things moving in the interim. But do they really have the authority in order to make changes to law that's already been passed? No. Nope. So they can they can do studies. They can make recommendations for bill draft requests. So that's kind of a pre-bill. Um, they can they can draft a resolution that will be presented to the legislature, but they can't actually open up a law and change it. Now, if somebody wanted to sue, you can go to the courts. And if something is legally wrong, the courts can then say that needs to be taken out or that needs to be fixed. But those interim committees are just more like study groups. Got it. OK, well, that's really helpful. So then so we've got essentially there's two buckets of interim committees. Like you said, there's the finance and the and the legislative committee. Um and then you've got all these sort of parallel committees going on. So I guess what are some of the, I guess, are there any more higher priority kind of committees or things that people should be paying attention to in particular uh, in between sessions? Um, I would say interim finance is probably the most important because they do have the ability to allocate money and kind of make decisions about money. And oftentimes, you know, if your bill doesn't have money, it's not going anywhere. So I would say that one's one they really pay attention to. Um, the other ones, if you want to, to enact, have a law enacted or have a law changed, there is a lot of interaction between the public and those interim committees because things are slower. And so it does give us the ability to have more impact on a future bill. But uh, based on you know my experience and a lot of other people's experience that I've heard from, once a bill is passed, it, it's pretty much we're on our own trying to figure out whether it's going to get implemented or not. So then let me ask you this. Given that our legislative process is one that has lawmakers meeting every two years, do you think that that makes sense today? Do you think that we should maybe think about adjusting that? There's been a lot of discussion about that topic for at least the last 15 years, because as the state got really big at the end of the 1990s, you know, we went from everybody knowing each other to lots and lots of people moving here. But every time we try to put a bill through the legislative session, it has to be a constitutional amendment because our sessions and how long they are is written into our state constitution. And there are there are groups in the state that would prefer that the legislature not meet, you know, gaming, mining, you know, the big industries like, you know, just being able to go to the governor or go to be able to go to a mayor and have something happen. So there's been kind of pushback on changing the way we run things as far as our legislature. I think and a lot of us think. There should at least be a legislative session of 60 days every year. So take the 120 days and break them up so it's every year. That way, in July, if we figure out, hey, this law has a problem, I'm not set waiting two years to bring it back. I can just say, well, you know, in March or April, the, the legislature will back, be back in session. I can just bring it up then. 
it's an interesting idea. I, I can't help but think about the session and how lawmakers seem to wait until the last minute to to <laughs> to put forward all these bills. I don't know how that would work with 60 days, but uh, that is an interesting idea. I know there is a website for uh, the legislature, so can you just tell us a little bit more about that? How can people find information there? Sure. So what you would have to do is you would go to the Nevada legislature's website, and on the website, you'll see at the top it says Nellis, and that's the Electronic Legislative Service. But when you click on that, here's something you need to be aware of. You're going to come to a page and it's going to say legislation and committees. And people were actually emailing me going, oh, my gosh, all the bills are gone. Well, no, we had two special sessions after the regular session. So what you have to do is click on uh, where it says um, pick a session and then you have to go to the regular session. So when you click the regular session, all the bills show up and all the committee work shows up. On there, you can go through, there's reports of all the bills that were passed, the bills that were vetoed. Um, there's recordings on the committee pages. But it's up to us to find the bill, make sure that it passed, make sure that it got signed, and then read through the final version to figure out where it landed to make sure that it gets implemented. Dr. Sandra Cosgrove is a history professor at the College of Southern Nevada. Dr. Cosgrove, thank you so much. Well, thank you.